Dateline, February 6th, 2011. And I'm here in the studio looking for Steve. Steve? Steve? Come on in, mate. The water's fine. Oh, what's that down in the water there? I'm down here in this diving bell. Oh, heck. Okay, hang on. Oh, mate. Wow, I didn't realise the studio was this deep. Yeah, sorry about that airlock, mate. Uh, I know it's a bit cumbersome, but we've had a little bit of flooding here this week in Melbourne. Yeah, I know. My car drowned in a puddle as I tried to drive through it. Yeah, well, any wonder you said you were coming over about three days ago. I assume you had to walk or probably swim the way Melbourne's looking. Yeah, it was a bit of a swim, and I, I, I swear that shark would have got me if the saltwater croc hadn't got it first. <laughs> I tell you what, if there's any sharks this far south, I'm moving somewhere else. Yeah, they're called Great Whites, mate. They enjoy the cold. Actually, I think they live at the local car dealership. Anyway, Okay, well, moving right along, I guess this is episode 134 of the Australia Desk. Yeah, here, here, sit at at the other side of this command console and uh, make yourself comfortable. Hey, cool. Beeping and buzzing and flashing and beeping and buzzing and flashing. Oh, I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, here, look, up, Periscope. Oh, wow. Yeah, you can see that's the only way you can watch the TV in my lounge room right now. Well, at least you've got the TV back. <laughs> yes. No, no, no. It's, it's actually not that bad. So some people uh, were watching my uh, Twitter feed this week and thinking that we've drowned. But no, we just had a little bit of minor cosmetic damage here at the at the Vischer household. And yeah, it looks like um, Mr. Insurance Man will be replacing our lounge room carpet. But otherwise, all is fine. Probably we did better than your car did, Grant. I think you've done a lot better than my car did. It, um, Yeah, it's got to go to the specialist to find out if it's, risk- if it's salvageable. I would have made it through that puddle it wasn't any deeper than other ones it was just that four-wheel drive going the other way put a bow wave right over the top of me not happy anyway let's do some news okay well hang on i'll just have a look at the feed here on the console hang on what's this button do oh it's a little slow it's got to come in on the elf (laughs) at least the elf's still running okay hey um well look while we're waiting for the news to come in didn't the uh, geeks talk last week about a uh, you know an airline that was using the ipad for in-flight entertainment and experimenting with it Yes, and shame on you, Rob Mark. I know you never listened to our segment. Let's just flash back to episode 100 of the Airplane Geeks, where we talked about this. Uh, but this is this is interesting. Jetstar is trialling the iPad on some of its flights. I mean, you'd think Qantas would want to put something cool and funky on their their mainland you know, mainline premium brand, but not on the uh, cheap and nasty Jetstar. But no, maybe they're trying to lift them up. I don't know. Or like I was saying to you the other day, if it's new, it's JQ, man. It's Jetstar all the way. There you go, folks. Yes, of course. Uh, we, now we know it was 34 episodes ago, but we did. We did call that one, Grant. We did call it. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. And it hasn't even been a year, but ah, how quick we forget. But then again, that's almost a year in internet time. And we all know that one year of internet time on podcasts equals approximately 10 years of real time. Absolutely. There you go. Yeah, interesting. Another thing the geeks have been talking about was the the way that the uh, fuel prices going up could take many airlines to the wall. But down here in Australia, and I think many other parts of the world, we've already got that figured out, haven't we? Yeah, well, Qantas has uh, figured that out pretty well. In fact, um, rather than uh, rather sneakily raising their base rate for their uh, ticket prices, they're just upping their fuel surcharge again. Yeah, that's right. Uh, well, don't forget, they did put it down three times since 2008, but now they're putting it back up again. And that's something that airlines have been doing down here for a while. They've been having their base ticket price, and then they put a surcharge for fuel on top of it. Uh, they had one briefly for domestic and that may be coming back but on all international flights you wind up paying a surcharge for the fuel 
And that way the base fare price stays the same and the, and the fuel surcharge goes up and down. So when the consumer goes to go, yeah, it's so damn expensive, they can go, yes, that's because the price of fuel is going up. So if the price of fuel keeps continuing to go up and up, they can just ratchet up the surcharge and um, not be in the dire straits that uh, many airlines seem to be heading for in America as uh, the price of oil goes up. Yeah, it's quite a whack too, Grant. I mean, at the moment, the uh, price of the fuel surcharge from Australia to the UK, let's say, is $95 uh, Australian, of course. That's going up to $145 and that's one way so you know you're going to pay that twice if you're coming back and yeah. also on the, uh, the uh, trans-pacific sectors it's rising from $85 currently up to $115 so yeah that's quite a significant increase now the price of oil has uh, risen uh, what uh, 24% it says here according to an article we're reading in Australian Aviation and probably the only thing that's helping us out I guess at the moment is the Australian dollar is still very strong against the greenback uh, I'd hate to think about uh, how things would be looking right now uh, were that not the case. Mm, indeed. Well, uh, we'll see what happens because the Aussie buck could be starting a descent soon. But uh, yeah, it, it is very interesting to see how these these to see how these kind of scenarios progress. And uh, also, Jetstar has not increased any fuel levy. I'm not even sure if they have one. But what they are doing is they're increasing a few fares here and there on some sectors and they're uh, putting up some ancillary charges, especially their bag handling fee. I, for one, would just prefer that they just rolled all these into one price. I mean, it, to me, it's not a good look the way they do this and split all these extra fees up. Just make it the one fare, and let's be honest about the way these things are advertised and the way they're marketed, and say, okay, a fare from Melbourne to London is going to cost this much money all up, rather than yeah. say, rather than saying Qantas does it, and they're not the only people that do it. Virgin and uh, Tiger Airways, or Tiger Airways are terrible for it, but yeah, I mean, yeah. all the airlines are doing it these days, and uh, just go on the discussion they were having last week on the on the last episode of Airplane Geeks, I mean, I, I, I find it really annoying. Well, I mean, it makes it hard to do an apples to apples comparison, of course, but it's also the whole, uh, you know, I may want to go to Bangkok and uh, or I say to Phuket, and I may only want to I may only want to have one piece of suitcase and and not bother with any food and things. So I might want to wind up with a different fare than somebody who's going the whole hog. It's it's just yeah, that, that's how they're trying to sell it. Is like you can tailor your airfare, but the reality is it allows them to make as much money as they can from everything. Hmm. Well, Grant, and of uh, course, as we well know, you know, Qantas is part of the Jetstar group. I think that's the way it goes, isn't it, mate? Uh, pretty much so these days. Well, it looks like they're getting a bit more cosy in yet another article from Australian Aviation this week that Qantas is going to uh, co-chair with Jetstar Asia. Interesting. Yeah, I find that really interesting. It's it's like, okay, Jetstar Asia is a subsidiary of uh, the whole Jetstar group anyhow. It's not a wholly owned operation. It does, it is in, co- in combination with a couple other airlines and groups in Asia. But it's just really interesting that Qantas is co-chairing with Jetstar. I, I find I really think we're only one step away from a uh, A380 branded as Jetstar. Okay, Grant. Okay, now um, as all the members of the Airplane Geeks crew would know, Grant circulated an email the other day, and Grant, it's long been your contention that we would see an A380 in Jetstar colours, and everybody, including me, poo-pooed the idea. But um, you think it's coming closer to fruition? I really do. I mean, uh, Alan Joyce is sounding the alarms about the uh, position of Qantas's international business. They're in trouble. The amount of new capacity coming in from Middle Eastern and Asian, particularly Chinese carriers, has well exceeded the amount of uh, increase in passenger numbers. And Qantas have seen their international share, uh, both from uh, Asia and the Pacific, drop dramatically. Haven't quite seen it drop as much on the London route, but it is falling. And uh, you know, you hear a lot of people saying, oh yeah, but Etihad and people like that, they can't always get you to those big ticket places, uh, which is just rubbish because they actually do, but it's also rubbish because most most people don't want to go through Frankfurt. They don't want to go through Charles de Gaulle or through Heathrow. I, if I'm going into Europe, the odds are I'm probably going somewhere other than Frankfurt 
and it's great to be able to go up to Dubai and across to uh, to a uh, smaller section of, of uh, Germany rather than having to go through, say, Singapore and then into Frankfurt and then change again. So uh, Qantas are in a lot of trouble here. They're, they're getting hit on all sides from competition and it's uh, the, the Qantas international business is in a lot of trouble. You know, we've been saying this for a long time too. I still find it a little bit of a stretch to think that we would see uh, something as large as a 380 in Jetstar colours. They could, on the other hand, with the seat pitches they're running, hello Dan, uh, they could fit a hell of a lot of people onto an A380 in Jetstar configuration I'm, I'm tipping but um, you know I, I still think it's highly unlikely that we would see that but you know we'll see what happens well, let's watch what happens over the next two or three years mate absolutely absolutely now we're going to go out this week Grant with uh, our friend uh, John Borghetti now uh, of course uh, we, we talked about Mr Borghetti a lot he uh, basically started at Qantas in the mail room and worked his way right up to the very top didn't get the top job uh, left Qantas and uh, ended up at Virgin Blue and of course uh, we, we talk quite often about uh, some of the uh, uh, tactics that he's using to combat Qantas, his former employer, made a little bit of a slip up this week. Uh, world champion swimmer Ian Thorpe held a media conference during the week here to uh, announce that he's uh, going to try and make a bit of a comeback for the London Olympics and uh, very heavily sponsored in fact by Virgin Blue. John Borghetti was uh, there at the press conference and was introducing Ian Thorpe and said this uh, I will hand over to the man of the moment, the man who was world champion at the age of 13, the man that will win many, many gold medals for Qantas uh, for Qantas <laughs> Oh dear. Old habits die hard, mate. Yeah, Oopa. <laughs> Poor old John Borghetti. He'd be kicking himself for that. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, I guess the people at Qantas would have been happy about that. See, John, we're still in your blood, mate. <laughs> there you go. Anyway, I thought that was a pretty uh, interesting way to finish. Now, Grant, uh, we finished with the report. Well, let's navigate this submarine out of my land room and um, head off down the street and look for your car. Yeah, maybe we can find Binky at the bottom of that uh, <clears throat> puddle, as it uh, colloquially was referred to. But, uh, you know, along the way, who knows, we might find a few airline uh, products. Profit margins. Absolutely. Here, flick that switch, turn the sonar on. There you go. Okay. Hey, Steve, this reminds me of a good joke. What's the difference between an airline's profit margin and a bottom of the harbour tax dodge? I give up. Only a couple of fathoms. Oh dear. How long do we find that car? <laughs> <laughs>